When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm joined by Ben. Ben is the video writer, correct, Ben? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I'm sorry. The, I'm yeah. sorry. I couldn't resist. I thought you were going to go with the Pepe Le Pew. Oh, no, you yeah. know, I'm working on my Pepe, but I don't have it ready yeah. yet. Yeah. When we revisit something similar, maybe I'll have I'll have some Pepe for it. So if you're a little confused why Ben is going with the uh, French laughter there, uh, it's because we're going to talk about a, well, it began as a French car show. Mm-hmm. And soon became the car show. That's right, the car show. And, uh, you know, it continues to be the car show right up until today, and I'm sure it will for many years to come. Do you, go ahead. Why don't you hit me with the pronunciation of the name? Okay. Well, let's tell our listeners here real quick. We're going to probably split the difference between my pronunciation, <laughs> which is cartoonish, and your pronunciation, which is American. Uh, the concours d'élégance. Well, nice work. I just say <laughs> concours d'élégance. Mm-hmm. Which is that? Uh, if you translate, is competition of elegance, right? That's right. Yeah, that's a French word, con- uh, competition of elegance, and. Uh, I tell you, if you have you ever been to one? I have not. Oh, but you, you've read all about them. We've we've been studying for this, right? So right. You, you know what they're all about. But they are unlike any other car show you'll ever see in your whole life, and I can guarantee you that they're awesome. And here we go. How can you guarantee this difference? Because I've been to many of them in when I lived in Michigan, um, but I, I haven't traveled to go to other ones because there's a lot of them. Um, they're, they're scattered all over the place, all over the globe, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've only been to one, but I've been to it many times. And they're different every single time. They're never the same. You know, I was checking out some of this. Uh, since I wasn't lucky enough to go to one yet, I was uh, cruising around, perusing, as you do, on the web. And I've got to say, these cars are fantastic. I Some of these cars I did not know uh, were around in this uh condition you know this mm-hmm. well preserved yeah these are these are museum piece type cars mm-hmm. but they're owned by collectors they're owned by celebrities they're owned by restorers they're owned by just enthusiasts mm-hmm. uh, but we're not talking about like you know the 
drag racing street car type, sure. uh, you know, take them out to the racetrack. Although some people do it sometimes, you'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about that too. But um, yeah, these these cars are uh, you know million, two million, three million, twenty million dollar cars, um, or some that can't even have a value um, because there's only one. This is it, okay. and there's nothing to really gate it against. And and you know, how do you place a value on something like that? Uh, these are amazing pieces of work, really. They, they're outstanding in every way. Now, you know, I am going to defer to you as the expert here, Scott, and ask how this whole shindig got started. Uh, well, it was back, I guess it was back in the 1920s in France. And um, the French, you know, they were interested in artwork and beauty and uh, fashion and everything, and they wanted to combine the two. Mm. And or well, three really. <laughs> Anyways, you know, you know what I mean. The, but the automobile is uh, like a work of art at the time, and you know, because you would, if you were in the upper class, you would you would take your your vehicle that you took from uh, you know wherever you wherever you purchased a Bugatti mm. maybe or you know whatever make it market was rather, and um, you would then take that to a coach maker and have them custom make an interior for you, custom do the they would even do body work for you. They mm. would. Um, um, completely customize that vehicle for you in any way that you want it. Any color scheme, any kind of pattern, any kind of fabric, any kind of headliner material, um, exotic woods, whatever you wanted in that vehicle, you could have it. And uh, they, they found a way to combine this this artwork, this beauty, uh, the the, um, the automobile, with fashion. And they combined it into one event, which is this this big celebration of, of you know, cars and, and fashion. And mm. it's still, to this day, is kind of like that. I mean, it's still, fashion is still a big part of the Concord show. And it's also, I, you know, can I just put out one of the big tidbits mm-hmm. that's still, I, that's a contradictory phrase, of course, big tidbit. <laughs> this is a, a piece of trivia that baffles me. If you somehow get invited to this car show, which I know we'll go into in a little bit, mm-hmm. and if you somehow win anything, yeah. You cannot compete for another ten, ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. And there's a, there's an exception to that rule, but it's somewhat rare um, because you know these are these are coveted pieces of art. They're, they're, I mean, these cars are like we said, they're exquisite. They're extraordinary. They don't often change owners unless it's uh, you know you, these are the ones that make the news when they do sell. I see. Um, you know, four million dollars, five million dollars. Sure. They, they set records when they sell. Um, if the car changes ownership in that ten years, it can be reinvited to the show with the pre- with the previous owner. Or if the car has been further restored so that it, it uh, is in a better condition than it was the first time it showed, I see. a significant amount, not just something minor. We're talking about a significant improvement, mm-hmm. and you know to already be there is something. So to improve it that much, I don't know, that might be difficult. But uh, yeah, that ten year restriction is uh, is pretty pretty staunch, I guess, yeah. pretty strict. We've got and so we're catching up on a lot of the beginnings of this i think Mm -hmm. in here we touched on one of the large differences between this kind of competition and many other car competitions which is an emphasis on aesthetics rather than performance yeah that's right it's not all on aesthetics it's um well, you know, actually, it is uh, it is on aesthetics, but there's different levels of this because when the cars are judged, um, and, and it is a competition, so you know, there there are 150 or 250 cars, 300 cars. It depends on how many are mm-hmm. in the area and want to participate. Um, you know, before I get into it, let me just say how they're they're invited, but they have to be invited to the show because you had, you had alluded to this earlier. Right. The the uh, the vehicle and the owner have to be invited to the show by the panel of judges or the the committee that that selects them for that show, and the owners can 
you know, th- this is just kind of word of mouth, you know, like mm-hmm. so-and-so has this vehicle or they know of th- this vehicle is ex- in existence um, or is being restored and it will be ready for the show. Um, but the owner could um, submit kind of a, uh, a request to be in the show as well. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's up for the committee to decide that. Um, but you, you have to be invited. You have to, you know, when you do accept, um, you have to, there's an extensive form you have to fill out. You sure. have to send in lots of photos. You have to uh, prove that the car is perfect in every way, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you get past all that and you're invited and you're there, um, the, the judging, and it is a judged show, so that you're, you're in competition with other, other, uh, other vehicles in your class. And there's many classes. They don't mm-hmm. all have to be. They're not all in the same class. It's not one big show. It's it's um, it's like a lot of little different divisions that are then um, kind of single that you. They single out one vehicle as the best in that class, and, mm-hmm. and this is where the first judge comes in. This is the class judge, and the class judge are class judges, I should say, are um, they're. Well, they're they're experts in their in their category. They know everything about the the cars or what it should be like. Um, so they judge it for authenticity and um, just want to make sure that you know the car is in perfect condition. It doesn't have any blemishes, dents, dings, mm-hmm. no marks of any kind on them. That's how detailed they are. You can't have a a, a marred finish on anything. Otherwise, you lose. Um, sometimes it's just fractions of a point, but uh, the idea is to get to as close to a perfect score of one hundred as you possibly can. Um, so one, you know, 100 is a perfect score, but whoever gets close to that in that division mm-hmm. then wins a first-in-class award. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and that's that's given by the class judge. Okay. And then the first-in-class recipients mm-hmm. then go on to compete against all the other first-in-class recipients. And that's and a show judge? That is, no, that's an honorary judge. Honorary judge. And the honorary judging happens, um, it's kind of a different thing, though. That's a, that's a subjective approach okay. to judging. This is where, this is where they look at the car and they decide, hey, this is, you know, this is a beautiful car. I like that one a lot. It's very elegant looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 the design and style of it is, is exactly the way it should be for that era. Um, a lot of different factors go into this, but it's not nearly as critical as the class judge who's going for, um, the idea that they're preserving history, that okay. it's 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 authentic and it's it's real, you know the the restoration was done with history in mind that you know you don't you don't put something modern in a in an old you know nineteen ten. So this oh. is the fellow you were telling uh, telling me about earlier when we were checking this out. This is the guy who or or lady who checks under the seat to make sure things are the upholstery is tacked if it was supposed to be tacked rather correct. than stapled. Yeah, that you're exactly right. Yeah, they have to uh, they have to make sure that you know it's it's period correct and that mm-hmm. um you know you wouldn't use um you know twist ties to hold together uh wiring bundles underneath. Um you'd use whatever they did at the time if it was a leather strap, it's a leather it has mm-hmm. to be a leather strap. Um you know, it's that attention to detail and the, the coloring of the wires and um just just the uh I guess the the finishes, you know, make sure if if that's supposed to be shiny, it's shiny. If it's supposed to be a matte finish, it better be a matte finish. Um, the carpet should be right. The uh, I mean, everything has to be perfect. And they just, I, I guess a lot of these vehicles, too, are of the age where they can't be judged by someone with real-life experience seeing them on the street, right? Correct, yeah. So they have to depend on, what, archival photos? Well, these are historians. Um, okay. a, lot of, a lot of times they're historians or they may be uh, magazine editors. They mm-hmm. may be someone who's just completely immersed in the automotive field subject matter um, experts yeah that's right they're always subject matter experts they're they're um they're they're recognized experts in their field so could we do this i mean i know i can't <laughs> no no i you know what there's no way that i could i, I just couldn't do it don't I mean, say no an, just say not yet. to be an honorary judge maybe because okay. you know that's that's something i think i think would be fun but um mm-hmm. to be a class judge you really have to know Mm-hmm. Everything about that car, you'd have to immerse yourself in, in that type of vehicle for a long, long time in order to understand what what's correct and what's not correct. Now, I've got some kind of random questions for you. Okay. Does our boy Jay Leno go to these? He loves these shows. In fact, he he participates. You know, he has vehicles that are in the show. Uh-huh. Um, he also is a, I believe, an honorary judge. I don't know if he's ever been a class judge. He might be. 
Um, he knows his stuff. He really does, yeah. And I, I don't know if uh, he's to the the class judge level. He might be. Okay. Um, I don't want to shortchange him here, but um, <laughs> I know that I know that he's he's there, and you see you often see photos of him at the um, at the Pebble Beach show. Um, One of the premiere of the premieres, right? Well, that's uh, in the United States. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a I think there's a show in France still, and there's mm. also one in Mumbai. Is that right? Uh, I believe I, it's. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. And there are three in the United States, right? There's, there's actually more than there's three, more than but three. there are okay. three big ones that you hear about often. Okay. Um, and these have been around for a while. Um, talk amongst yourselves. I'll find my notes. Oh, and right. uh, No, I'm just kidding, man. I got it. And, um, <laughs> let's see. So there's, I was going to go. I, oh, I, I had this prepared monologue. <laughs> All right. Next episode. No, there are three, there are three here in the United States that you normally hear about. And you know what? Actually, this is a good time for me to tell you when they're coming up in 2010 because the 2009 shows are done. God, you're They're good, over. man. You're good. That was on my. Are you looking at my notes? No, I can't see. Don't it's look upside at my down. Notes. It's upside down. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, the, the, the in 2010, Amelia Island, Florida, which is the one closest to us here in Georgia. Yes. Um, that's happening from March 12th through 14th, and next year will be the 15th anniversary for that show. So it's been around for a while, 15 wow. years. Um, then the Meadowbrook uh, Meadowbrook Festival, which is or festival Meadowbrook Concours show, um, that's in Rochester, Michigan. That's the one that I used to go to all the time. That's um, there's no date listed yet, but that one is always held the first week in August. Okay. Um, so that one is gone. Um, and as a matter of fact, on that one, I think this year was the 30th anniversary for that wow. show. So that's been around twice as long as the Amelia show. Um, then of course there's Pebble Beach, and this is the the kind of the big one. This is the one that's held on the West Coast, and you see a lot of photos of the cars. We've talked about this. The yeah. cars parked on the on the golf course. They're always held on golf courses, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, these cars are parked on the golf course by the rocky cliffs, you know, with the sunset in the background. It's beautiful. Beautiful scene. Um, in 2010, that one's held on August 15th. So August 15th of next year, 2010, that, that will be the 60th anniversary of that show. Wow. 60 years. So some of these cars, I mean, they were fairly young when they went to this show. Yeah, some of them are, might have been. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're probably maybe on the road or something. I don't know. It's, uh, but you know, a lot of these cars are, are from earlier than that. You know, mm. there's there's so many cars that are pre-war cars and um, vintage cars. They have cars for you know um, divisions rather for classes for different um, uh, makes and models. So let's say you've got a, a Porsche, you'd be in a class with other Porsches. Or if you have you're in a race car of a certain mm. era, you might be in a race car group. Um, there's a Harley Davidson group actually. Oh, really? I read about yeah. Uh, there's a Harley Davidson group, and I think the winner in one of the one of the Concours d'Elegance. I can't even make it plural. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm especially <laughs> French listeners or French speaking listeners. But uh, yes, there is, a, as you said, a a field, a class for every conceivable group oh there. sure yeah and that's what kind of makes it fun when you go there yeah. if you if you go to one they're held on golf courses and it's a beautiful setting you know nice green grass of course and mm-hmm. they're, they're roped off with velvet rope type uh mm-hmm. you know things is really really cool um and the way they're, they're usually fanned out in kind of a circular pattern what's really cool about this and here's what i loved about going to this one is that there's a point where the best in show or i'm sorry not the best in show the was it first in class yeah first in class drives up to accept their awards and if you sit in the right spot and you're watching, because they, they drive past the honorary judges at that point. Ah, uh, okay. And you get to see these things drive. You get to see them pull out of their, their class section. You get to listen to them as they drive up, and they kind of line up in a parade form almost. And they slowly, one by one, pull up and, and onto the stage. 
they tell a little story, you know, as they accept their award, which is usually some type of really cool sculpture. Mm-hmm. And um, they get to tell a story about, you know, there's often a lot of a lot of collectors there where you'll find that, you know, this guy owns 60 Ferraris or <laughs> this guy owns uh, 20, 25 Duesenbergs or uh-huh. something like, you know, these collectors are they're just avid collectors. They've been doing it for a long time. They've got huge collections, beautiful collections. Uh, you may see um, Ralph Lauren's cars there. You may see someone driving Jay Leno's cars because he's got mm. several in the show. Um, just, it, it's really, really cool to see them drive up. You get to hear them. You get to see them move. You often don't, well, you never get to see that in a museum. Um, I just like being around them. They, they, some of them are whisper quiet. You don't hear them. You don't hear them approach, and you would think that something that large would make a lot of noise. But um, like the big Rolls Royce cars, totally silent. Silent is an electric car. They're they're beautiful, gorgeous. Cars. Oh man, are you talking about the the older models that uh, like oh gosh, the Phantom? Well, yeah, the fan, yeah, Silver Ghost, and all those you yeah. know the giant giant Rolls Royce, the the real old classic, um, you know, elegant looking vehicles. I don't even you know I don't even want to possess one of those. I think it would just be fun to ride shotgun it. <laughs> yeah, I know the maintenance those. and things would be a, it would be a killer on something like that, but it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Now. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're going to go to one of these, yes. There's a great difference in prices because um, the one I went to in uh, in Meadowbrook or at Meadowbrook rather, the tickets are around twenty five dollars, and from what I remember, they've pretty much always been about twenty five dollars. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they, they've been twenty five dollars since I was you know I was going back in the late eighties. My spider sense tells me that's the low end. Though. That that is because uh, I'm leading up to the big one here. Here we go. Okay, so but you know along with that though you can get. Um, you know, for the Meadowbrook show, you could also get VIP tickets, which are about a hundred bucks, um, or you get a hundred and fifty dollar tickets, which will allow you, allow you access to this live auction that they have there. Oh, and cool. and it's usually a fundraiser, so it goes to charities. Um, it's a good cause. Mm-hmm. There's fashion shows. There are um, you know surrounding all these events. There there are invite only lunches and dinners. It's mm-hmm. very exclusive. Um, very uh, prestigious event to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool. But you know, for twenty five dollars, that'll get you in the door on the day of the show, and uh, that's what I did. I'd you know wander around and sure. I don't know, ask silly questions, I guess. Um, but it's really cool to talk to the owners because they have great stories. They have fantastic stories. If you get a I chance, imagine. listen to what they say at the judging podium, and also if you get a chance, talk to them on on your own mm-hmm. down in the field because you know you'll find out that you know this car spent. Uh, a half a year on the bottom of the Atlantic until they rescued it from a, uh, a cruise ship that sunk with it in, in the belly. Um, you know that type of thing. You'll hear yeah. that. You'll hear things like that when you talk to these guys, and, and they're they've fully restored it and brought it back. And that's part of the history of that car. And and every one of those has it. Or a three-year request to find the last 1907 carburetor in Western Europe. It, exactly. <laughs> that yeah, model. Exactly. Yeah. Like this car would have been ready for last year's show, but this happened. Wow. And uh, it's really everybody's got their own story. It's fascinating. Let's let's right. see. Now, I, it sounds like I'm already going to the Michigan show, but <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I couldn't find information about the Amelia Island show, the ticket prices. Okay. Um, so it could be anywhere in between this one and the next one. I'm going to tell right. you, Pebble Beach tickets. If you buy them in advance, this is remember, this is just a well, car show. It's on a unique car show. Is this though. the the get in the door price? Yeah, get in the door price. Okay. Okay. One hundred and fifty dollar ticket. If you buy it right there, if you buy it in advance. Per person? Per person. Yeah, All that's right. right. Well, I mean, that's, okay. That's not pesos. That's dollars. <laughs> well, it's it's history. Yeah. We're helping preserve history. And, and if you buy it at the door, it's 175 bucks. So you, you get a $25 penalty for uh, buying it at the door, but or at the gate, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, you know what? i got to say I think it's worth it. I, you know, it hurts me emotionally to agree with you on this one, but yeah. it just might be. Now, I mean... Okay, just just for the yeah. just for the sake of saying that I've been there one time, I would I would do that. I I don't really see myself going to that show over and over again, paying one hundred fifty dollars right now. But maybe mm. I would someday. What about the VIP price? Are we gonna the VIP? Oh, you know what? I don't have the VIP price. Um, you you caught me flat footed there. You know what? Maybe, and I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Let's maybe see. the VIP thing is uh, your invite only. You maybe you what? can't. Maybe you can't even pay for it. I, I don't. I know. bet you're right. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm guessing, or it's or it's just an extravagant cost that um, you know, if it's a dinner, it might be a thousand dollar plate dinner or you know, five thousand dollar plate right. dinner because it is a charity event and they do things like that. So and I, let's not let's not forget. Yeah, as you said, it's it's for charity and being one of the most prestigious car shows in the world. 
you know, ticket prices have to be at a certain at a certain minimum so that the crowd does not mob the place. Yeah, sure, yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, they do have they have great attendance. A lot of people go to this. A lot of media cover it. You, you'll see some beautiful photos online. If you if you go online mm. and search Concord d'Elegance, <laughs> or however you want to say it. And, um, <laughs> I'm not you know, going to treat you, you to the You'll find day. photos you know, going back in history as far as the shows go, and um, they're gorgeous, gorgeous cars. They're, they're, I love just looking at the photographs each year from these. Oh, yeah. Scott, the very, very, very last question. If you put a car in this competition, what, what do you think you would choose? Any kind. Just go general. Wow, really? Yeah. You know what? I... I would be. I, I would love to be in the race car section of this because that would mean that I own a vintage race car at that point. Then, you know, I I was thinking I was I'm about seventy percent sure you might I'm, say a race car. I'm scheming, but you know what? Some of those are, are my favorite cars to hear approach that stage when you, when they're running. Mm-hmm. And I also used to like hanging. I mentioned that you get to see them run. I used to like to kind of hang out if, after the show was over. Just kind of lose myself back in you know the back corner for a while and sure. you know wander around. And then then I'm there when all of the cars are being pulled out and onto the trailers, and or at least some of them. And I would kind of hang around the race car area because you don't get to hear those start up very often. And they do yeah. run. They run. They drive them off the golf course onto the onto their trailer. And um, boy, I tell you, that's just raw horsepower. It's beautiful. It really yeah. sounds great. Um, so that, those are some of my favorite cars. I would think I'd, I'd go for a race car. How about you? You know, man, I, a long time ago, before I knew that they were a bit difficult to obtain, I promised my dad that I would get him a Packard. And so, if I ever make good on that promise, I'm trying, uh, if I ever make good on that promise, I would probably take that to the show, uh, just just to prove to myself that I had done it. I don't think, I feel, you know, one of the uh, luminaries of the car world earlier about the uh <clears throat> Earlier about the competition of elegance, we'll just use the English. Yeah, okay. Um, earlier said that being invited to attend this uh, competition is the same thing as winning another car show. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Oh, so. sure. Yeah, it's a prestigious honor just to, just to compete and to be invited because that's somebody singling you out as um, worthy of coming to this show. And really, and I don't know if we've even mentioned that. Really, there's there's uh, the benefit of this show for the owners. Mm-hmm. And the people that do the restoration and the collectors, sure, it, it really comes down to bragging rights, and it, it's really just being able to say that my car was either in the competition, won a uh, first in class, or it won the best of show. Of course, that'd be great, but um, it comes down to bragging rights, and it also it's kind of a, it's a status symbol among these these owners that you know, hey, here's the car that won this, and I'm sure it ups the value of the vehicle tremendously when it wins something like this. So it, it's got to help. I am so glad you came in with that last minute save. I totally forgot to mention as well, yeah, these people win bragging rights, and a lot of the money goes to charity, so this is an all-around good cause. Well, I guess that about wraps up our episode here on one of the world's most prestigious car shows. Uh, Thanks again for lending us an ear, and if you have any suggestions or an idea for a future episode, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.